Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. Romans 8.37, the word of God says this. Yet in all things... That's right, not something, uh, not occasionally, but in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says that all things, in all things, there is nothing in life that you have not already been equipped to overcome. See, there's nothing, there's no, there's no obstacles, there's no issues, there's nothing the devil can throw at you that you have not already been prepared by God to have victory over those things. You see the tests and the trials, even what we're going through right now, the tribulation and the temptation, the storms and the oppositions have no match for the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. Just write this in, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. That's right, make it personal. And you see, it's through Christ that we have the victory. It says that through him who loved us, it's through him. It's not on our own strength. It's through Christ who loved us. Amen. And, the whole, and of course, Philippians 4.13, one of my favorite scriptures on the whole planet, and it may be yours as well, is I can do all things. There we go again. I can do all things through Christ. Here we go again. The same parallel example through Christ who strengthens me, amen. So our strength comes from the Lord, hallelujah. And remember this, if he brought you to it, he'll bring you through it, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, amen. So let's talk about now, today we're gonna focus on three things that I think are so important that we need to pray for. And the first one is this, we wanna pray for integrity, integrity, that God would give us integrity and not just us uh, personally, but even corporately as the body of Christ, that God will begin to stir something inside of leaders and pastors and even just, uh, just Christians in general, Jesus followers, to walk in integrity. In Proverbs 11.3, it says this, Proverbs 11.3, the integrity of the upright will guide them but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. See, to have integrity is to be consistently trustworthy and exemplify a strong moral character. The Bible says like this, let your yeas be yeas, let your nays be nays. What that means is let your yeses be yeses and let your noes be noes. See, integrity also speaks of our durability, our stability and strength that comes from obeying God's word. You see, God's word will create integrity in your life when you obey it. And that, just, and that integrity I'm talking about is the durability, the strength, the consistency. Uh, when I was in the Navy, they called, when I was on a ship, they called it the airtight integrity. And what that meant that if, if, the, if the boat was to sink, they could seal off certain parts of the boat and, and close the hatches 
and the airtight integrity, the integrity of the structure was so strong that it would continue to float. Oh, come on, somebody. Listen, even when the devil attacks you with his missiles and his torpedoes and, and all the issues that he comes against you, your airtight integrity, your Christian character, hallelujah, is what we need to keep us afloat. See, how we make choices, how you make choices, how I make choices reflects the convictions and the values we live by. Choices reflect values. Every choice that we make displays what we value and who we value as well. So it's so, so important for us to walk in integrity because the world is watching. They're watching not because they're, they're just trying to tear things down, and they are at times when it comes to our Christian walk, but they're watching because they're hoping that somebody can walk this thing out with integrity, and I believe that person is you. You can walk in integrity and display to the world, hallelujah, that Jesus lives inside of you. See, integrity is what you do when nobody is watching. Praise God. Amen. The second thing we're gonna, I'm praying for is this, that we'll have a spirit of generosity. Generosity. In Proverbs 3, 9, and 9 through 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Wow, what a promise. What a promise God gives every single one of us in this particular passage of scripture. He says to honor the Lord with your possessions. So what does it mean to honor the Lord and to honor God means to have great respect and high esteem for him and his word. To honor the Lord is to respect him as our creator and honor him as our creator, uh, but also to esteem in high regards the words that he speaks. See, in Malachi chapter three, he says to bring the tithe, which is the first tenth of your possessions and or your increase that belongs to him, see, and offer it back to him because he promises to open the floodgates of heaven and his blessings will overflow in your life. See, God wants to overflow and bless you. See, when, when we give God what we possess, when we give God our possessions, our time, our talents, and our treasure as well, our finances, and what he continues to bless us with, then he promises to provide for us in abundance. And we're obedient to God's word, especially in this area of being generous with our time and our talent and our treasures, that he promises to overflow into every area of our lives. And your generosity today will even overflow into your next generation. See, particularly right now, it's a time to sow seed. This is the time to do it. This is a time to sow seeds into God's kingdom. It's time to sow seeds into your own life. Uh, plant seeds uh, of God's word uh, and prayer because what you do consistently accumulates in your life. So you need to right now be planting seeds, consistently planting in your own life, in your family's life. Continue to plant seeds and good memories of the, even in this moment, in this time that we're going through. 
because I believe that the harvest is coming and you need to have seed planted into the ground so that when God gives it growth, you will walk in his abundance. See, this is the season to continue to plant your financial seeds as well into God's kingdom because your harvest is ripe for the picking. It's time to overseed, man. It, come on, everybody put in overseed. If you want a harvest and you wanna make sure that you get a good harvest, then, then most farmers don't just plant what they want. They overseed to make sure that they get what they want and possibly even more. You see, we make a living by what we gain, but we make a life by what we give. Amen. So praise God. And then the third thing, and I've been I've been reviewing the sign of the times for us to discern exactly where we are on God's timetable. If you look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3, the word of God says this. Most importantly, I, I'm, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. You see, one of the signs of the times is that many people, especially, and listen, not just unbelievers, but even some people that say they believe will begin to mock and say, you guys are talking about all this end time stuff. Come on, man. They'll even ridicule you as a gloom and doom kind of person. They'll try to put you down that because even there's even people in the body of Christ that don't even believe that one day Jesus is coming back. See, just like the days of Noah, see, many mocked and made fun of him for building this huge boat on dry land. See, he warned them that rain was coming and that the flood that the flood would, would, would consume the whole earth. But they didn't obey him. They just ridiculed him. They made fun of him. What really made that particular uh, statement that he was making to them even more ludicrous was that rain had never fallen on the earth before then. Oh, man. See, they mocked him because he's saying rain. They said, rain? What is rain? We don't even know what that is. Because back then, God watered the, the plants and, uh, from, from a spring under the earth coming up. But this time, God was going to pour rain upon the earth. So they, they refused to believe him. So when the rain came, they all perished, the Bible says. Only the, only the animals that came in two by two and his family survived all of it because they did not heed to the warning. Listen, church, I want you to know something. Jesus is coming back for his church. Jesus is coming back for his church. And those who've entered into a personal relationship with him will escape the judgment, listen, that is sure to come. We cannot, listen, I'm not being an alarmist and I'm not being a gloom and doom preacher. I'm telling you that it is coming. Jesus is coming back. To those that believe, that is an encouraging word. To those that don't believe, hallelujah, that is a horrific word because they will not escape the judgment. God is a God of love. God is a God of grace and a God of mercy. He cares for us. He loves us so much. Put that in right now. God is a God of love. 
He's a God that loves us and provides for every need in our lives. But one day that will come to the end that this time of God's grace has a finality and then judgment will come. Eventually, we will, have, we will have to be accountable. God will take account of everything we've said, everything we've done, amen? And if it's not covered by the blood of Jesus, it's gonna be a t very difficult time for those that do not believe. You see, Jesus was born as a baby. He preached as a child. He was killed as a man. He arose as a victor, but he's coming back as a king. See, Jesus is saying this today to you. Ready or not, here I come. It's time to get right, and it's time to get ready. Woof. I don't know about you. I'm encouraged by those words. I'm encouraged that one day all the suffering and all the anguish and all the despair and all the sorrow of this earth will disappear when Jesus shows up. And the Bible says that we'll be caught up with him in the sky, that, that those that are dead in Christ will rise first and, the, and if those that are alive will again also meet together in the sky. And I, I tell you what, that is God's word and I believe it. My question to you is, do you? We need to be ready not to be caught off guard. Many will be, hallelujah, but you don't have to be. And as a matter of fact, I declare that you will be ready. You'll be prepared. So though this physical life is perishing, our inner man, our inner spirit is being strengthened. Amen. Well, listen, it's time to stop playing church. Have a wonderful day. And remember, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.